0: Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Hoopjack Podcast Series. I'm your host, Chris Farmerstead, and welcoming back after a momentary delay, we have Jake Atkins rejoining us. I know, Jake, you had an emergency come up. Yep, sure did. um, But glad to have you back.
1: Glad to be back.
0: Um, There's a lot to go on, whether it's the NBA and trade deadlines, or even the NCAA with NIL and even the rankings, but let's start how we always do with our this day in history. And middle of beginning of February, you're not really reaching for a whole lot unless I'm wrong, mainly in the stack
1: category. I mean that's mostly all all we're looking at right now is just just big games. Um we had a few 50 point games. We had mellow Scored 50 and a loss to the Rockets when he was back on Denver. We had Isaiah Thomas had 24 assists in a two-point loss to Washington. Um, Wilt Chamberlain had a, a couple big performances. He dropped 56 against the Cincinnati Royals. And then 65 and a win over the Lakers in 1966. Overall, pretty slow day. Just... You know, we continue to see Will Chamberlain with 50 plus points on this list. So that's pretty consistent at this point.
0: I mean, it is. And you kind of just see, you know, the aspect of really what um, it just the stat line is in different generations and different, you know, the times in basketball that it was different. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get right into um, a lot of talks in trade deadlines. We went over last last week. You know where's Ben Simmons going? There's been talks if New York would get would trade Harden, and Nash has said no. But Harden is not feeling like his role with the Nets is good, and so what I'm. I know Philly, Philly's Philly's off the table as, as far as, you know, what the Nets want. But Harden could be looking for a way out. And if he does, where would he go?
1: I, I think the only place is Philly. Just because the rumors of um, Daryl Morey and him reuniting. I think that's going to scare any team away from him. Because he'd just be looked at as a uh, half of a year rental. Right, You get him, he plays... 30 games and then you never have him again to me the only team that makes sense is philly they're also the team that has the most to offer in exchange no no other team is going to be able to put together an offer better than ben simmons and picks
0: no and it's not like um there really has been you know as far as that big of a deal, the only, the latest one that was a big deal was Karis Levert, who got traded to Cleveland yep. for Ricky Rubio, which, I mean, Rubio's hurt. I mean, does, that hurts, it hurts the Pacers, in my opinion. More yeah, I think the,
1: they're just blowing it up. I think
0: that at that point, you're kind of just saying, all right, we want to rebuild. Yeah, they've, they've officially pressed the reset button. Which doesn't, I mean, it doesn't help
1: in my opinion. But I mean, they're in a tough situation. Like, Indiana is always going to be in a tough situation because they get enough players to compete for playoff spots, but they're never going to get... A kevin durant they're never gonna get a james harden a lebron they're, not, they're never gonna get a, a franchise changing player Not a unless high, it's through the draft
0: yeah it's not a high destination area to want to play in indiana the only time you've had a high profile really team was reggie miller you had jermaine o'neal you had ron Artest. you had the team that could have won a title and it didn't happen
1: that I think their their best chance was Paul George, Roy Hibbert. Oh yeah, um, was, David West, Lance Stevenson, Yeah, Danny That's, Green. Like that team was that team. probably the best chance that they will ever have of winning a championship. Yeah. So if you guys don't know about
0: the trade that we were just talking about, uh, Cleveland caught the Cavaliers are acquiring Karis LeVert, and a twenty twenty and a twenty twenty two second round pick via Miami from the Pacers in exchange for Rubio. A lottery projected 2022 first round pick, a 2022 second round pick via the Rockets and a 2027 second round pick via the Jazz.
1: So I'm going to just clarify something really fast because I, I didn't know what it meant until I had actually looked it up. What he means by lottery protected pick is that if the pick falls inside the lottery, it is not traded. So if the pick is outside the lottery, then it's traded. So, if it's the number one overall pick that year, they keep it. If it's the 25th pick, they trade it. That's what he means when he says lottery protected.
0: i like, what, a top 10 pick? Yeah, top 10
1: essentially, top 8, something like that.
0: I think it's top, yeah, top 10. Which, I mean, anything can happen time, just to see. Um... Power rankings, you know, nothing's really changed. Top three are still Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis. I know you have a thing for Memphis, but it's, and we've talked so much about Memphis. It's like they just need to show it in the playoffs before I'm actually sealed the deal. Yeah. Miami's fourth, He's is- fifth, Chicago's sixth. The reason I feel Milwaukee and Chicago switch is because Levine's hurt right now. it doesn't help and they've been kind of on a skid so far they haven't been doing
1: so hot you know i'm hoping um because they're coming into town on wednesday and i'm going to the game so i'm hoping they they can pull it together enough to put on a good show i almost went to the, the cleveland game the other night where uh I think it was Kevin Love hit the clutch free throws at the end. I almost bought tickets to that game, but I ended up not doing it. And then you have seventh through
0: tenth. You have Phoenix, uh, not Phoenix, Philly, 76ers at seventh, Cavaliers at eight, Mavericks at ninth, and Utah dropped to ten, but that's because with injuries, especially with um, Joe Ingles, right? He's hurt.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, he's done for probably a year. Probably won't see him until this time next season.
0: Yeah, but what's surprising is, I mean, the rest of the list looks pretty accurate, even the fact that Minnesota's in the top 15 is somewhat surprising.
1: They're playing pretty well, but the the thing that I'm happiest the most with, I've got the ESPN's power rankings pulled up. So Cleveland I. is at number eight in the power rankings.
0: I know. That's, that's I, what
1: makes me happiest.
0: I mean, to not only crack the top ten last week, but continue with at number eight, they're doing good. And the fact that Cleveland just got Karis LeVert, that helps their team.
1: Yeah, I think it does, especially... It'll it'll help them with a little bit of depth and offense more so than like the the leadership and playmaking that Rubio brings. I, I think LaVar will really give them a spark on offense. Right.
0: Um. So hopefully more will come, especially once All Star break hits, and we're hit. We're right there near All Star break. Where oh, before we head to the NCAA, let me grab let me grab the list. because we have to go over how right and wrong we were with this list for the reserves. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, let me get that pulled up. I have the list that we had, that we had made, just to... Okay. I can't spell right now. Pull up here. All right. Where's my pen? My pen is right here. Okay, so. We had... We had Chris Paul. So he was... I mean, Chris Paul was in. Devin Booker was in. Uh, Luka Doncic was in. Uh anthony edwards did not make it so that that takes care of that's one x on my end gobert made it so that her, you got that and i got that cat made it i got that one somehow some way
1: uh, i don't think cat is even the best i don't think he's better than anthony edwards
0: neither what's I neither one of us picked fred van Vliet. um let me see draymond i picked draymond which he also has said that he might not play.
1: I still yeah, I don't play. think he's gonna play.
0: I still count it though, since he was technically on the list. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, it'll it'll still go on like his Wikipedia pages Don- and all. Jonathan
0: Mitchell and Brandon Ingram for the West. I got that wrong. Uh, you had Mitchell. You had Shea Killis Alexander, which was a reach. You also yeah, had Yeah, that was just my sleeper. You had Ingram, AD, and Valanchunas, none of which have made it. Um, Let's go to the East. So currently right now, I have two wrong. You have four wrong. Um, Bradley Beal did not make it. Neither one of us got that right.
1: I thought his name would get him in. Tatum made it.
0: I thought Brown would made it. I thought Brown would definitely have made it, but no, I was wrong. He got snubbed. And even I said LaMello Ball and he uh, he was he was oh he was snubbed too. I think he'll 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 get in. He should get that spot. Either him or Brown. He's get definitely
1: it. more deserving than Fred Van vleet
0: We both picked Derry, uh Darius Garland, he made it. Um Harden made it. Why did I not did I really not pick I did not pick James Harden. How dumb am I? I mean, he is having a down year. Middleton made it, but Holiday didn't. Um, Butler made it. Levine made it. Siakam, nor Barrett made it. So, I'm counting... Not it so-
1: the... Uh- not the best predictions
0: by one you got you got one more right than
1: me i don't know <laughs> i am i'm actually really surprised about that considering i got four wrong In the eight. you
0: got four wrong in the west but you only got two wrong in the you oh wait did i i don't think i did the math right i Hold think
1: up. you did i think you counted mine th- for yours and yours for mine because I got four wrong in the East. One, two,
0: three. No, because because you had one, two. Yeah, you only had three wrong in the East because you had Beal, Butler, oh. Holiday, Middleton, Harden, Garland, Levine, and Ball. You only had three wrong because Beal didn't make it, Holiday didn't make it, and Ball didn't make it. I had one, two, three, four, five, six wrong in the East. Ooh. Because I had R.J. Barrett, Pascal Siakam, which I should have just taken Van Vliet. If I were to pick a Toronto Raptor, I should have picked Van Vliet.
1: I picked, oh, we got on. we got pick, breaking okay. news. Actually,
0: oh, hold on. Okay, so
1: La, we'll Lamelo Ball is an All Star now.
0: Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna each tack on an, a check mark for ours because we both. So one, two, three, four. So I did do the math wrong. So I had seven wrong. You had one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, you only had six wrong. Yeah, you won. That's not, bad. You, that's not bad at all. Considering the fact that we, I was pretty good in the West, but not good in the East says a lot about how we, we each look at it. You do better in the East and I do better in the West.
1: So without, so LaMelo Ball was, was just announced as the replacement for Kevin Durant. Um, wait Kevin Durant Draymond Green Draymond Green Kevin Durant is uh, Draymond is out as well without looking at it who do you think his replacement is for who I'll give you three guesses for Draymond Green three well, guesses at his replacement
0: I'd go Jalen Brown
1: Anthony for, I think it has to come from the west
0: then i go Anthony Edwards
1: two more guesses Do you know the division? Um, Off the top of my head, I do not know divisions. Okay, am I, am
0: I, so West, am I Northwest?
1: Am I in the North part of the I'll West? I'll tell you the state. I'll, I'll tell you the state, Texas.
0: That, that really narrows it down. Um. Hmm. It's like, you get, you have three options. That doesn't help. Okay, two more guesses. I would go. Luca's already in it. Um Bobon. Okay, last guess. Okay, so I was still okay. Is he on I <laughs> no, I can't do that because that'd be bomb. Um... I'm gonna go. Christian Wood,
1: DeJounte Murray. Man, I was in,
0: both guesses. I picked the wrong. Yeah. Game, which is, tells you a lot. And DeJounte... I would have
1: never guessed that if I didn't see it.
0: But were his was he good enough for even a spot?
1: Let's find out.
0: But then, but then you said Kevin Durant wouldn't play, right?
1: Yes, and Lamelo Ball is his replacement.
0: Okay, but then who's the captain?
1: Giannis? I think Kevin Durant is still the captain. But he would be playing though, right? So I think this, this happened last year too, didn't it? He was the captain and didn't play.
0: I thought he played last year. I could have swore he did, but I could be wrong.
1: So DeJounte Murray, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. So that's actually pretty decent.
0: That's decent, yeah.
1: Almost a triple-double.
0: I mean, when you're looking at it, it makes sense. But it's interesting they would go the West. Like, I guess they want to just keep it even to a point, you know? Yeah. But, so we were close. So, Jake wins that that game for who are the reserves. I managed to only have seven wrong, but he had six wrong, so jake's our big winner on that one let's go <laughs> treat yourself to some dano seasoning.
1: <laughs> oh i
0: will <laughs> so moving along to the college aspect i saw this really great article on um we were talking about you know college athletes and you know how our show when we do our show especially with when we have student athletes come on in um they talk about how it's a great opportunity to have the nil and they're reading an article called by espn schools brokering name image and likeness deals had layered to college conundrum which is basically talking about you know they don't want the student athlete to just worry about getting money which I guess in, in a point. So the article in the paragraph that I uh, when I saw it was less than six weeks after the NCAA changed its rule to allow college athletes to profit from their name, images, and likenesses. BYU, which everyone knows is Brigham Young University, became the first school to broker a team-wide deal on behalf of its athletes. So hmm. think about that—a team-wide deal.
1: Who did they broker a deal with? I'm not sure, uh,
0: Greer worked directly with Gary Veron, an associate athletic director who oversees the department NIL program, um, I believe it's with, oh. I'm, I am, like, trying, I saw it, um, Oh, uh, uh, built protein bars.
1: I guess that makes sense.
0: So, which is interesting, it's a team-wide deal, which helps pretty much, I would, for right now, the football program. But at the same time, is, is it going to get to a point where even Supreme Court, federal government is going to take... Bigger actions to what is going to happen with student athletes
1: getting paid? I mean, you know, Uncle Sam has to.
0: Uncle Sam has
1: to take his. The, he's and, got to take his cut. Yeah. They'll they'll have something come but, out where Uncle Sam is just taking
0: it all. And it, it isn't fair because you know when co- some college athletes don't have anything. Like they don't, they, a a lot of them come from nothing and this is the greatest opportunity that they'll have, not just to, it, just to provide for their family. And there are people who are gonna get greedy, governments who are gonna get greedy, like you said, Uncle Sam, is gonna wanna cut. And it's gonna hurt.
1: You know, it wouldn't be as bad if there was less restrictions on what athletes can do. Well, there there are less now, but if they're like previously, if there had been less restrictions, then, you know, it wouldn't be that bad. But they don't make it easy for athletes to provide for themselves while they're in school.
0: They don't. And it'll be interesting to see what happens down the line with student athletes in the NIL because with the NIL just being... It's still less than a year old because we started.
1: Yeah,
0: it it is. It it started around. Because we started this channel, we started this in May, correct? We started around May, roughly right before the NBA finals, right before the NBA, you know, playoffs. And the NIL happened right around the end of the year, the school, the, the academic school year, not the calendar year. So I know Let's there's
1: closing in on a year.
0: Close it in on a year, and I know there's gonna be flaws with the program and people taking advantage of that. And there's gonna be a point where you look at it and go, Let's change it.
1: I mean There will probably be nonstop changes coming to the NIL.
0: Non stop, because at that point you're going to have, they're going to end up trying to restrict it more to a point where what's the point of the NIL if you're going to be this kind of, that kind of, the greed is there, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: And kind of moving, moving forward with that, I know we love, we, college rankings and basketball really haven't changed much. I, don't believe it. You're not. You're not gonna believe me. What's going on? I don't know if you're ready to hear this, uh, Marquette. Sixteen and seven. I want you to guess where their ranking is right now, without
1: looking at the board.
0: Guess where their ranking
1: is without right now, without looking at the board. Sixteen without, and seven. Sixteen and Are seven. Are they coming off a win or a loss? They came off of a win against UConn, right? Let is that what I Marquette? Did they just win against UConn?
0: They they come off a win against they come off a ten point win against Villanova. They play Yukon tomorrow.
1: Okay. If, against Nova.
0: Against Nova. I
1: mean, I'm I'm gonna say twenty-three. Final answer? Yeah, I'm going twenty-three.
0: Well, you're wrong. They're 18th. How? They moved up six spots to 18th.
1: That's unbelievable.
0: Yukon's at 24th. Murray State's at 23. St. Mary's is at 22. Texas Tech reached the top 10 at 9, 18 and 5. I mean the top 3 really haven't changed it's still Auburn, Gonzaga, Purdue. Well, Purdue, yeah. Arizona moved West up. Virginia
1: pooped their pants against Texas Tech the other day.
0: Awful. Xavier broke the top 25 too. Yeah. Sick well 16 and 6 they're 25th. They dropped from 21st to 25th.
1: Davidson getting some votes. Davidson. Ohio getting some votes.
0: Wyoming getting votes. Arkansas getting votes. Iowa State getting votes. I'm
1: surprised Providence isn't higher than
0: 11 at 20-2. and two. Uh, Playing in the Big East, too, I am surprised. They have good See, wins. A they have they Yukon. They beat DePaul. They the lock Marquette didn't help. They beat Xavier, they beat Marquette later on. They played DePaul this weekend. Which and then they played Villanova that next Tuesday. Oh no. Yeah. No, they played DePaul in like a week. They play DePaul this Saturday, so they, they
1: play Villanova
0: next Tuesday.
1: They got beat down by Virginia. They've got a win over Texas Tech. Got a win over UConn, got a win over Seton Hall. Lost to Marquette, went over St. John's they've missed a lot of games too they have
0: but i've had does, three
1: games postponed
0: does this change your viewpoint on how you see the top four like the big the top number one seeds or the final four does that change mm, not really that, no you had, you had Auburn in kansas baylor and duke i believe were your top four
1: yeah, I think that's who uh, I had. I my, don't think that changes. Oh no, I had uh, I had Auburn.
0: You had Duke, Baylor, Kansas, Gonzaga. Because I had because I had Auburn in there.
1: Um, I'm obviously gonna pull Baylor out now you're, until you're gonna, they get healthy. You're gonna pull yeah. Baylor. Who would you replace for Baylor? Yeah. I'm gonna put uh, Auburn in there. I don't I don't think they unless they like fall apart. It's gonna be tough for them to not get a number one seed.
0: I'm gonna take Baylor out too. I'm gonna replace him with um. I'm gonna go Purdue. Looking strong, 20 and 3. I can see it happen. Um But nothing's really, I mean, different as far as the way that we look at it. Still, you know, we're getting to the point where closing in on the end of the season and conference time is right around the end of february they got about two mm-hmm. and a half, two and a half weeks to make that adjustment
1: so yeah, we're gonna, this last push i think we'll really see like the alphas this year separate themselves we will so we're going to take a quick commercial
0: break as we come back we're we'll have our one on one hooper profile with minnesota university of women's basketball star jc haynes so stay tuned Welcome back to the Hoopjack Podcast Series, guys. And today for our one-on-one Hooper profile, we have a very special guest. We have from Mississippi University for Women, J.C. Haynes. J.C., it's great to have you on the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
0: And um, why – because I've heard of Mississippi University, Mississippi State, um, Ole Miss. um, Why – Mississippi University – Could you kind of enlighten me a little?
2: Um, Yes, absolutely. Um, We're about, I would say, probably 30 minutes away from state. Um, We are a historical women's school. And the first question I get asked all the time is, do guys go there? Yeah, we have a lot of guys on campus. Um, I think the school had ended up originally, we were the first um, and the oldest college in Mississippi as of, you know, right now but uh it was historically just for women and it really is a big school to me just because you know being a woman this school has done a lot for women in general but we do have men there um and i think our school originally opened in sometime in the 1800s
0: i w- that was going to be one of the first questions but then i looked on the <laughs> website for the athletic website i worked so that kind of obliterated that question
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Our, I have met a couple of dudes there that play sports and they're really kind, you know, they're blessed to be here. And I really t- try to take the name for women out just because people are like, wait, so you go to an all girls school? And I'm like, no, not not necessarily. But, yeah, we do have guys on campus.
0: <laughs> so. actually, uh, around, you know, the area.
2: Um. Yes, I actually grew up in the country. Uh, I grew up playing at a really smaller school. Um, my whole life, I went there, and then I decided just that uh, I needed a new start, a new beginning, kind of like fresh air. So we moved to the city. So right around Birmingham, we do. Uh, I went to Spain Park High School for two years, my junior and senior year, and ended up playing basketball there.
0: So, so growing up outside of um, kind of close to the city. When did you get? Kind of interested in basketball were you kind of fielding out other sports before deciding or was it I want to commit to basketball no matter what
2: um my father my family has been a really athletic family all the way around but my father ended up playing uh, basketball kind of for a g league in Orlando when I was growing up and I've always been the taller person in the bunch like so paranoid about my height and being a girl I think I was always the tallest one in the class and everyone's like you should play basketball, you should play. And I was like, "Eh." So I ended up playing in about second to third grade, you know. It was just one of those things like, "Oh, my dad likes it, you know, let me try it out." But I think once I got to high school, um 6th to 8th grade, I was always serious about it. But I think once I got to high school, I really decided, "Hey, like I can I can go somewhere with this. Let me try it." And Every time I got on the court it's just falling in love with the game. Love I love meeting people. I love basketball because everywhere I've been that's where it's taken me. I've been to so many um so many places just because I was supposed to play overseas for um this past summer but due to covid I wasn't a- allowed to leave. But I've I've always loved basketball. I've always I felt like God has put me on this earth to play basketball. <laughs>
0: And I think it's good to hear that you are getting opportunities before you're even done with college, like you talked about overseas. It is unfortunate with not being able to travel, but getting those kind of opportunities means big things in the future.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I feel really lucky. I feel blessed. All glory to God, always. Without him, I wouldn't be here. And I feel like every everything I've done, obviously, I've worked really hard for this. And my family has sacrificed so much, but I wouldn't be here without God. I wouldn't be able pl- to play without him. So all glory to God.
0: And you talked about your junior and senior year. You were playing high school ball at Spain Park. Um, during that time, uh, before we get into your high school ball, I know there was your freshman sophomore year, you were in another high school, which Which high school did you play for your freshman and sophomore year?
2: Um, My freshman and sophomore year uh, in eighth grade, I got bumped up to St. Clair County High School. It is in Odenville, Alabama. It's about 30 minutes away from Birmingham.
0: And what was the competition like for those? And considering you started varsity, you were on the varsity team on eighth grade, which is a great accomplishment. Um, What was that competition like for you?
2: Um. Looking back at it now, during that moment, I was like, "Ooh, I'm the big dog. I'm really good. I can play. You know, I'm competing against. I would say our rivals then would be nothing to what I play now. I went from playing big competition. I thought playing, you know, in a smaller school system compared to the one I had moved up to. It was always really easy teams. I averaged." 15 points or more every other game my freshman and uh, sophomore year it was always easy you know and even the harder people it wasn't as hard as it is now I um our practices you know we still had good practices I still had really good teammates but moving moving up it was it was really hard (laughs) I played against some really tough girls moving up to uh, Spain Park
0: and like the competition you were talking about you you've been through no matter the competition so far in Alabama but you were also a part of a good group called Alabama Southern stars Talk, tell me about that journey
2: oh um all right so I would say I got the opportunity to play in about eighth or ninth grade but like I said you know I didn't I wasn't the one to um, recruit early uh I think the biggest regret I have is not being able or play um, AAU earlier, because, you know, when you ask around, it's all, you know, I've been playing since second or third grade. Well, when it came to me, I didn't start my AAU journey till I was in about 10th grade. So I tell everyone all the time, you know, never get discouraged if you don't have any offers. Never do this. You know, just keep playing. If it's for you, it's, it's going to be for you. It'll come to you. But Coach Doug Bush, he is the one who got in contact with me, and I ended up playing with a, um, an elite team my 10th grade year and then i ended up getting bumped i got blessed and got bumped up to the eybl team at the time it wasn't a bigger elite team um with coach looney and i got to play with some big time girls i'm talking about uh sarah puckett who plays for tennessee now um caroline stripling uh jenna walker she plays for western kentucky i got to hang out with these girls and like i said not being around to be not being able to be around big competition i was like I remember walking into the gym my first AAU game. I was like, "Whoa, these girls can hoop!"
0: And how how often was it like you guys still keep in touch? Like it was a I'm guessing it was still like a core family base. Like you girls maintained a good relationship no matter after AAU and everything like that. Correct.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I still talk to these girls to this day. Like they I watch them play on TV and they talk to me. And when I had first met them, I think the hardest thing about being a girl is sometimes some girls can be snappy and be mean, but they were always sweet to me. They were always they took me in as a family coach Looney. He he was like, you know what, I'm gonna give you playing time. This man just met me too, and I'm going all the way up to Chicago with him. And I think a funny thing too in the moment was I had never been out of the state. I've been with my family, you know, on vacation. But I was like, okay, this is this is a big opportunity. This is a blessing. And I went and I just had fun. I tell people all the time, I have had the best time with Alabama Southern stars. They've always brought me in. They've always treated me like a family. I've always gotten to play really good competition with them. And it's just, other than taking it so serious, I've always had fun. I've always had fun on the court. If I don't catch myself smiling on the court then I know it's not for me and I haven't had that problem yet.
0: And like you said even though you started late you still got the opportunity to play against some top talent and still get recruited however much you could and then right and then you decided to play at MUW really good school, uh really good program. What was the decision for M for Mississippi University for women?
2: Um the decision I chose them In November, at the time, I was a junior. I had my first offer was from Coach Drew and Coach Davis from M.U.W., you know, so hyped up. I had no offers. No. I mean, I would say I had no looks, but, you know, I wasn't being able to play uh, AAU due to COVID coming in my junior uh, to senior year. So I got really, really discouraged. Um, I tell people all the time keep working, keep fighting. You'll always find somebody for you. And then from that first offer, you know, everyone says, when you get your first offer, you'll blow up. And I was like, yeah. And from then I got offers on top of offers and I'd worked really, really hard. There were nights where after games, I had shot in the gym. I had ran miles that I didn't want to run. It was a really big journey, but I really did put in the work for it. And I think that's one thing I can say about myself is I'm very determined and hardworking and I wanted a coach that was going to be here for me mentally and physically. So you can be a coach all day, all you want, but if you don't care about me off the court, then that's really tough. And coach Drew and coach Davis brought me in just like I was another family member. And I've always felt comfortable, you know, walking on MUW my first time, I was like, Hey, this, this is cozy. It feels like home. And I was like, maybe I'm just hyped up because my first offer But I have been all around the country on visits and stuff, and I decided I was like, you know what, I'm going to go with the W because I love Coach Drew and Coach Davis. I love all the girls there that I know that hang out with me my team. They are absolutely encouraging even when it's tough. And I decided that we've talked about building something that the years before, you know, if you look at the stats and look at the wins, you know, it's not as top as all the other people. But we decided to bring in some really, really good girls that are playing now that just blow your mind that in a few years, I definitely won't be shocked if we're up on the top. You know, we work really hard. Coach Drew sat there and was like, hey, let's let's build a culture. Let's let's do this. And I'm like, I'm perfectly fine with it. Let's go. Let's do this. And I love all the coaches that have recruited me. I have had a great time meeting all of them and the way they brought me in as a family. But it was just something about the W that I couldn't get away from.
0: And what I, what I am hearing a lot, and it sounds like it, it comes from the heart, is you, you make it an emphasis to make sure that mental health is being taken care of. I do see that you take the time to kind of focus on mental health, whether it's for yourself or for others. Um, how big has mental health been a part of, I know everyone has been dealing with mental health, whether it's through the pandemic, whether it's through family, whether it's through whatever it has been going on with their lives, but how big of an impact has it gotten to you that you want to make a difference for mental health?
2: Um, I've always had a struggle with a mental health, but I think coming to society, people are really scared to talk about it because, I mean, even coming from me before I talked and opened up, I was really scared about what people were going to think or if people were going to look at me a certain way. And I decided, you know, my parents have grown me up to be a respectful person and be vocal about things that I believe in. And I was just tired of keeping a bubble and just being quiet all the time about something that bothered me. And I was like, you know what? Maybe some people are going through what I'm going through and maybe I can be a really good advocate for them because basketball does take me a long way but I always get an opportunity to go and tell people, "Hey, like I understand what you're going through." And I tell people all the time, "Make sure you're here to tell your story, you know." It's a really sensitive talk to- topic, but I'm trying to make it to where people are more comfortable about opening up about it, you know, like when you sit there in a conversation, you talk about your favorite color and your favorite food, but nobody ever talks about mental health or something that bothers them. And I'm really trying to just change the culture to that, as in, you know, people go through it. It's okay. It's normal. It's a normal thing. It's a human being. And like I said, I had always had problems with it, but I went from a smaller school to a bigger school and it was hard. It was tough, you know, 5 a.m. work at 6 a.m. workouts. I was not used to that. Just uh, not really getting playing time that I wanted. I went from never coming out the game to getting lucky if I got playing time. And I was really, I got really depressed and I was like, you know what? Why keep it bottled up when maybe somebody is going through it and they see that I'm striving and they can, they can strive, you know? And like I keep saying, you have to be here to tell your story. You know, someone can tell your story all day long, but it doesn't mean anything because you, you live with it from your perspective. So don't ever be scared to talk about what you're going through. Don't ever be scared to tell people how you feel because at the end of the day, God made us all our certain way. And um, he tells us he's always going to love us no matter what. So at the end of the day, the worst thing could happen is you just tell the truth about how you feel. And there's always going to be someone who understands. And coming from me, I've always had a struggle. Well, nobody gets it. Nobody gets it. But the more I come out about how I feel and how mental health is a, a big deal, more people are like, hey, you know, I really appreciate you talking about that. I get it. And it just it warms my heart because, Like I said, society has brought it to just shut it down in a hole and look at you, you know, a different type of way when you say something about it. But now the culture is changing. People in this generation are getting comfortable to talk about things. And I really love that I have finally opened up to be an advocate for a lot of people.
0: And I think it it does take a lot to to discuss a, a hot button topic, certainly as mental health, whether it's your own or whether it's others and i commend you for you know wanting to take a more active role in helping others and even helping yourself to know that it can it through time and through you know whatever actions that you can do it can get better
2: absolutely absolutely it always gets better um sooner or later you're going to be okay but i definitely think the biggest deal is struggling with depression and any other disorder, just sitting there thinking nobody gets me. You know, nobody loves me. At the end of the day, there is always someone who loves you, whether you believe it or not. And if not, then God will always be here. He gives me the strength every day to wake up. All glory to God, like I keep saying, because without God, you know, you wouldn't be here. And turn to God as as tough as times get. Turn to God. He'll take you as you are.
0: And it kind of segues into my next question with uh, the fact that a lot of NCAA athletes, no matter which division they are, are doing their best to kind of monetize or make a difference with the NIL and brands and names and likenesses checking on your brand, which you've worked with boosted boosted biz, a great company. You've gone with the brand name motivator and from talking to you, you sound like you want to be a motivator for not just yourself, but for others. Um, but I could be wrong. Uh, was there a decision to why you wanted to name your brand Motivator?
2: Um, Absolutely, yeah. I um sat there all day and I had talked to... I've been working or interning with them for a few months now. And I decided to get my own clothing brand. And I decided to name it Motivator because... I think when times get hard, you need a motivator, you know, walking on the court and just struggling and feel like you can't get to the next play. Well, hey, I'm here. Motivate you to get to the next play. You don't want to get out of bed. You need someone to motivate you. I'm here. Get out of bed. Motivate. Get on with a good day. Whether it's a good day or a bad day, you're still here. You know, some people don't get the opportunity to be here. A lot of people don't get the opportunity to do what I do. And I feel like I'm really blessed to be a motivator because I love motivating people, Uh, seeing people get motivated or seeing people smile makes my day. It makes my life better. And it's really hard to not have a motivator. So I definitely love going with the um, name motivator for my brand because motivating people, it's really what I'm all about.
0: And motivator kind of goes along with what you want to accomplish with your life, with mental health and being that form of an advocate in a
2: sense. Oh yes, absolutely. uh, I'm doing business right now. I'm in. I am majoring in marketing, but um, I've always wanted to have my own charity one day to just help people with mental health get the free help they need because mental health is it's really expensive. (laughs) It um, medicine for mental health is expensive and therapy too. And a lot of people don't really get the opportunity to get diagnosed or they don't really get the opportunity to talk to someone. So. That is um, really heartbreaking to see suicide rates go up, but, you know, a lot of it can be fixed with just simple getting therapy, getting help you need, taking the medicine you need. But, you know, not everyone has the opportunity to get to that. So one day I would love to have my own nonprofit charity to help people get the help that they need.
0: And that's good to hear that you have a goal that you want to achieve. And it sounds like you're ironically motivated to get there.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yes.
0: And my last question to you, and I know being a freshman, it's you have a long, you have a path ahead of you that you can see for miles, and it's the world is on your, the world is your oyster. You can make the most out of it um, from your time now. What advice would you give to a high school hooper wanting to play at the college level?
2: Um, I actually have a lot to say. Um, I think starters, you know, being a senior. No offers. I get it. Don't ever get discouraged. If you love it, you will always find a way. If it's meant to be, it will always be meant to be. And it's going to be really hard. But, you know, that's just that's just pr- trusting the process and the process of a journey. Never give up. Never get discouraged. As depressed as you are, keep going, because I promise you one day it will pay you off as much as you don't believe it, or as much as it feels really hard right now, you're going to be in a position where you look back and you are happy you kept going. Don't ever give up on anything you love because you're here. Reason. You're here to do what you love and just have fun with it. You know, People take things so serious of, we have to win. I have to do this. I mean, I, I need to get paid about, no, like it's not about getting paid. It's not about what division you're in. It's not about feeling bad because your friends go into a higher division than you it's about just having fun with the game and getting blessed with the opportunity to be able to play you know i think only uh if i'm not mistaken i think it was like seven percent of people after high school get to play college sports and that's it's a blessing if you're playing at any kind of level just because if you love the sport you wouldn't care what level you're at you wouldn't care about a lot of stuff just because what makes you happy do it and i think a lot of people are struggling with um being a high school athlete of not being able to get the opportunity and not wanting to do it, then I think they're so worried about their parents or their friends, you know, judging them because, you know, they don't want to do it. Then, okay, don't do it. Do what makes you happy. If you don't want to play ball or if you don't want to kick the ball into a soccer goal, then you don't have to. I mean, makes do what makes you happy, but make sure when you get to the end of your life, you were kind to people And whatever you do, you just have a smile on your face because life is too short to be stressing. Why you don't have an offer? Life is too short to be stressing, not wanting to play anymore. At the end of the day, if you look up to God, he'll always lead you the way you need to be.
0: And that's some great advice. And I love I love asking these questions because every time it's a different answer. But a lot of it's nearly the same message where you only get the one opportunity and you got to make the most out of it and not everyone can takes advantage of it with who need to so uh thank you again jc for taking the time to come on the show it means a lot and i wish you and the rest of MUW, the women's team the best of luck this season
2: oh absolutely i'm so excited to have done this thank you for inviting me
0: no problem and hey guys make sure to also check out her brand motivator working with boosted biz great company make sure to check out our merch line and again uh good luck this season i wish you the best
2: thank you thank you so much
0: no problem we'll be right back with more Hoop Jack, guys so stay tuned and we're back guys so i want to thank jason for taking the time to come on the show and guys make sure to check out the rest of the mew owls season looking forward to big things looking forward to see them take home the title all right, and now we've gotten to the fun part of our show. You, you know, in the end we like to get into our deep discussions. So our first part is our Danos deep thought. And you've heard us talk so much about Danos, it'll probably you'll probably be crawling up a wall saying, "Oh, are they ever going to talk, stop talking about Danos?" Oh, we can't. Well, the
1: answer to that question is no.
0: The answer to that question is no, because we love it. We
1: it, will not stop.
0: We will never stop. <laughs> <laughs> it is delicious so our danos deep thought is i, I wanted to save until friday but i couldn't because it was so good of a discussion um and it talks about inflation but inflation in a way that kind of sees the perspective of the event so when milwaukee was playing phoenix in the nba finals ticket prices for standing room only, for game three, $557. If you wanted if you wanted one ticket, one ticket, one ticket, $777. For oh my god. But the highest price ticket was $18,118 for the highest price ticket. Now, Sheesh. Game four was a little lower, but uh, not that much. Uh, well, for the highest price ticket, it was lower. For everything else, it was higher. Game four, standing room only was $558. And one ticket was $836. Now, that's insane. That's insane. Wait till so you hear about this year's Super Bowl. This year's Super Bowl? How much are the tickets? Well, oh, I'm
1: seeing like tens of thousands of dollars. Tickets, tickets. the
0: Super Bowl are averaging right about $10,000. That Ten, is unbelievable. You heard that right, folks. Ten thousand dollars sweets if you want a suite and I'm hoping you would to pay rent on that place sweets start around five hundred and forty thousand dollars
1: you're kidding
0: me I'm not kidding you right now and can go and will probably go as high as one point three million dollars Jesus for about and it says for about that much as a Bugatti Veyron you get 22 tickets for you and your pals, 5 VIP parking spots and a sprawling private suite. Food and beverages not included.
1: Food and beverages not included?
0: Not included.
1: How much money is the Super Bowl making? Let me a, see that.
0: A lot. Think about, food, think about the they're playing in LA, so you know it's going to be expensive.
1: So this this study that I'm looking at projects that this year's Super Bowl will make $477.5 million. That's insane. For, the, uh, for that area.
0: Just that area.
1: That's the, the economic impact of the Super Bowl being in LA is an increase of $477.5 million. That's not counting what the Super Bowl itself makes. That's the economic impact of what the Super Bowl will do for Los Angeles. So,
0: I know price gouging is high. But even I would, if I had the money, I'd still go to the NBA Finals over the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Super Bowl is like you go once. And it's like, eh. I mean, I love football. And this year is probably going to be interesting because it's the rams and stafford and the bengals and burrow
1: it's like the two guys that everybody loves (laughs) there's you can't
0: hate on
1: either one of them no
0: even detroit even detroit doesn't even hate matthew stafford
1: oh yeah a good friend of mine is a detroit lions fan and he is all in on matthew stafford
0: which i think is you know amazing to what he did for that city but at the same time you look at how much the NBA, a ticket for an NBA Finals game, and depending on which game you go to, if it's like a game clinching game, you'd know those tickets are even higher. But I'd rather go to an NBA Finals game, even if it was game one, you'd still have, it would be a good game. Just imagine the floor seats for an NBA Finals game. I would imagine those are like the highest price tickets.
1: Okay, so what do you think is the most expensive individual ticket to a sporting event in history?
0: In history. Mm-hmm.
1: Not Super Bowl, not World Series, NBA Finals. Individual ticket to a sporting event.
0: Individual ticket to a sporting event. Mm. Yes,
1: not a suite, not, not like a box, just an individual ticket
0: and it's an event.
1: Yes, it is a sporting event.
0: Not the Olympics, is it?
1: No, not the Olympics. Just a re- not a regular sporting event, but not the Olympics. Like a professional sporting event, seasonal thing.
0: Seasonal.
1: Like did it ha- does
0: it happens annually?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. It's an annual thing.
0: Okay. Um. Ooh, that's that's a tough one. Um.
1: It. I'll give you a hint. It was historic. This in this event in baseball, there's a there's another hint for you. Was historic.
0: Um. It's not opening day.
1: Nope.
0: It's not it can't be the all-star game. Nope.
1: Is it a playoff game? It is a playoff game. Um. That happened while you were in
0: college. Okay, so I'm ranging that from 2013 to 18. What would have happened during that? Uh, oh, oh, um, was it the Cubs World Series? Yes.
1: yes. Yeah, so that's, the game against Cleveland, I think it was game seven. That was 1.1 1. 1. 1 million.
0: That makes so much sense. When the Cubs yeah. finally won a World Series, I was like, okay, thirteen eighteen. I know I didn't watch a whole lot of baseball, but I knew the one specifically that I watched was the Cubs. And it's not the- even
1: close. The second most expensive ticket is 2013 Ravens 49ers at 316,000 the Mayweather Pacquiao fight 204,000 um, 2010 NBA finals game 7 167,000 Mayweather McGregor in 2017 at 157,000 Cavs Warriors game 733,000 uh, some soccer stuff but yeah that's insane
0: but but if you think about it though you you if you were there you witnessed a piece of history yeah like ravens ravens niners that was a super bowl that's you know everyone knows that game because the lights went out yeah you know, mayweather pacquiao i mean that's just, that's just, that just wasn't big as like say a tyson holyfield fight Tyson and Holyfield was much better fight than, in my opinion, Mayweather-Pacquiao. But I could be wrong. You know, I could be wrong about that. It's a perspective thing. And then we would
1: have wanted to see Mayweather-Pacquiao
0: in their primes. Oh yeah, not old Pacquiao. You know, fifteen years later. Yeah. Like Mayweather wanted the money. and Pacquiao probably wanted the money too. Holyfield and Tyson. Tyson wanted to be the heavyweight champion of the world. Holyfield was trying to earn his name, respect on his name. Yep. And if you guys ever watched the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary, you know why. And by the way, did you watch the video that I sent you on the Tuck Rule? So if you guys don't know, ESPN 3030 made a new documentary called the Tuck Rule. Or if you don't know the Tuck Rule, is the whole thing with throwing the ball and when it's a tackle. And Brady unintentionally admitted it that it was a fumble. And Charles Woodson called him out on it.
1: I, I saw that you sent it to me, but I did not watch it with audio. I was thinking that it was like a, uh, like a highlight or something I could watch without audio. At work. No, but, but it, you had to listen. I, I hadn't listened to it. it yet. He open. If you want to play
0: it, you can. But he openly admit. He openly says fumble. No, I mean tuck
1: rule. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Woodson calls him out on it. And when you're when you're Tom Brady you get calls like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, when you're Tom Brady you get calls like that. But the only other thing that I can think of is where that rule would be, you know, the and the NBA did a really good job on it was that, you know, jump into the foul.
1: The only it, it, thing that I'm waiting on the NBA to fix is the take foul? Yeah, something's got to change with that. And then, then I'll have no complaints with officiating because it's because it's an intentional
0: take. Like you're intentionally going
1: in. Yep.
0: Um, and then our last and that's gonna be it for a Dano segment, guys. And then our last segment is our Pure Recover mindful moment. And guys, we talk about Pure Recover. They're a great massage company. It's a steal seventy dollars plus our code hoopjack. a purchase. It's a steal guys and my mindful moment and it it's gonna probably go, cover pretty much the rest of this month what we go talk about is mental health you know guys a lot of times that you we just need to make sure that everyone's doing okay you know? Mm-hmm. you know many people in this world are going through mental health problems whether it's work whether it's life whether it's you know something inside that we just need to come together and just make this a priority Mental health is one of the biggest plagues in this country. And the only way we can get through it is by working together, not apart. So I urge everyone to just take the time, reach out to your friends, reach out to your family. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that you care. And we'll one day fix this one. And one day at a time, we will fix this. It'll get better. Yep. Yep. Um, Jake, you got anything?
1: Similar kind of route, but different different angle on it. Sometimes in life, you you got to put money aside and just do what makes you happy. It's been on my mind lately.
0: And I think... And, and we all focus more on money and popularity and do i have a blue check mark and who's following me if i'm trending you know we've reached an age where mental health has kind of been taking a side note and we focus more on popularity and how much you know we're how many followers do we have hoopjack will eventually get its followers we're just not this is a part-time hobby of ours that we enjoy doing and it's fun while we do it mm-hmm At the end of the day, if we grow more than we do, I'm all for it. Jake's all for it. One day ESPN will call us and be like, hey, we want you to do a remote thing. And we'll be like, this is it, man. We have worked hard for this. But one day it'll come. One day this will all come full circle. Yep. And people will keep talking about it and one day we'll even have merch that we'll sell. Not today but one day we will. We just need to find the right I would say outlet right way to do it. Yeah one of these days. One of these days we'll get it all figured out and one day we'll have merch. And like we we always say we do have a special surprise coming up. I think we'll bring it up that first, that last week of February I would say February 28th we'll kind of bring it up especially when Smarch madness hits we'll let you guys know but well, we have big things coming you know we like to keep y'all on your toes it's kind of fun the fun way we do it but um ma- thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the hoopjack podcast series we love you guys make sure to check out our link tree all of the brands that we are part of like danos and you're recovered make sure to use code hoopjack at your purchase and make sure to check out dana's as well for their great seasoning recipes there's tons of them and they are delicious make sure to keep help support the channel donate if you want donate if you can we love you guys new episode coming out friday take care of your mental health guys don't be a bystander be a hooper be a supporter and keep balling peace